play us in, Jim. <clears throat> what? What was that? <laughs> <laughs> why? You don't. <laughs> you know why. And welcome to the After Improv Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Augusti. Here, as always, with the wizard, the warrior, the maiden true, Jim Harper, John Yar, Heather Anonymous. I am just waiting to get through this to yell at you, Jim, because, I mean, how long were we sitting there with tape rolling before the show started? And I'm like, okay, everybody rattle, let's settle. Uh, and then you cough right before you play the song. I didn't clear my voice before I had uh, the Yeah, you couldn't hear the guitar clearly if he doesn't cough. Oh, right. my God. Anyway, <laughs> After Improv is a podcast that always runs smooth, smoothly with no problems, and I say everything correctly. But it's about four, four improv students that uh, would go out to the bar all the time and just talk and uh, shoot the proverbial shit. I disagree. Uh, I think it's about love. Well, it's, it's about a lot of things. But anyway, we decided, why don't we make a podcast about it? And the person that thought it up said, let me never listen to that podcast. So and then, I never stifle my creativity. And then let me listen to a podcast I audition, auditioned for and didn't get. So. I listened to it for three minutes. And <laughs> okay, more on that later. later. Let's not be rude. Shh. Let's not. Yeah, we're being shushed by the guest. <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's her name? Well, let's, for, <laughs> you know, long, long, long time listeners of the podcast will remember that we had... Uh, Maybe our most, uh, con- I'm not controversial, but memorable. enjoyable. Yeah, memorable. It was, it called- was one of my favorites. Uh, Heather, what season and episode was it? Season three, episode nine, Mindfuckery. Mindfuckery. When we had the uh, anonymous John Huayne on. Huayne. <laughs> and uh, it was a big hit with our fans. And also, John Huayne has a significant other. And that significant other is our guest tonight. Please welcome Annalise Killjoy hyphen Wayne. Thanks, guys. Happy to be here. <laughs> so this is not going to be mindfuckery part two. We kind of proposed it, but um, <laughs> the part of it was he had no idea it was coming. So if you know mindfuckery is coming, it makes it hard and all this stuff. But anyway, welcome, Annalise. Thanks a lot for being on the podcast. And uh, you had some issues at first with the, the original podcast because as highlighted by your name, Killjoy hyphen Wayne, <laughs> yes. Wayne, you felt like it put you in a bad light. Is that fair to say? No, I, it wasn't that it put me in a bad light. It just sounded like he was totally miserable being married. Well, if that's true, then that wouldn't that put you in a bad light? Uh, <laughs> not, not necessarily, but also I don't remember... It that way. No, nobody no, does. It, it wasn't that bad, but there were like a few things. Like he said something like, we go out after improv so that we have some hours to kill before I'm reminded of all the drudgery that I need to like keep track of, of how like I failed before I fall asleep or something. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I do thing. remember that. I do well, remember that. I don't know. He had a couple little zingers what, in there. What he, what he remembered, he did. He was very free in talking about you guys fighting and saying that if you were mad at each other, then he wouldn't go to improv. Yeah, that which was made, once. Which made, okay. That was once. <laughs> which out made, of, I would say, at least, I don't know. Out of like six classes with. Six courses with six classes each. So 36 classes. Yeah. He, okay. One time didn't show up and. For the life of me, I can't remember what we were fighting about. Isn't it always that way? Was it fishing? No. No, I was trying to... It wasn't. Not to to focus too much on uh, John, but... He would, you know, he told the story where he would sneak out of bed in the morning. You live uh, near a lake, Mm -hmm. and he would sneak out of bed in the morning. He still does this, I assume? His hobbies go in waves. Like, the obsessions go in waves. So he's not 
hyper focused on fishing so much. Like he did go fishing today, but he's not super hyper focused. Like he would like take off while I was putting people to bed okay. and then I'd go downstairs looking for him and I couldn't find him and oh, it so freaked he just, me out. So he leaves at night and just he like He was goes, leaving at night. It's but, a seasonal thing. Yeah. No. So it's okay. not, a, it, I mean, it's been colder. So now when he sneaks out in the morning and goes fishing and then tries to sneak back into bed without waking up and you catch him, do you get angry or no? I wouldn't mind that because mm-hmm. everyone's down for the night. It's like when... I honestly don't remember him ever sneaking out in the morning, so I guess he did a really good job with that. So okay. I can't really answer that question because I'm a very, very light sleeper. So you admire, and I don't remember you that, admire so. him on some level for fooling you. Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, it, it irritated me if everyone wasn't asleep and mm-hmm. he took off, or like I was roaming the house and I couldn't find him. Mm-hmm. I found that irritating. But so I think kind of a theme of this podcast is maybe your feelings valid or not that you're like the villain. I'm the reluctant hero. You are the unwilling villain. And we're going to get more into that in least. <laughs> oh, I want to know. That sounds so scary. I want to know why did you get into improv? No, shut up, Jim. Not yet. <laughs> Since the first <laughs> time you heard about improv, how yeah. many years did it take you to sign up? Yeah. So. <laughs> I've got that answer. These are, only, only just, these he are, wants to go so deep so quickly. These are no standard questions. I just want to give a little background on Annalise, oh, Jim. Okay. All right. One being that Jim is so uh, comfortable opening his yap because he takes classes with Annalise and John Wayne. They're also <laughs> co-members of the troupe Jalopy. Yep. And uh, Co-founding members. Oh, co-founding members. Have you added any members since you were founded? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Now, Annalise, <laughs> I'm looking at Jim when I ask all these questions for this podcast. Uh-huh. How did you get into improv? (laughs) (laughs) Well, not to rehash everything that John said, but we went to see the um, Detroit Creativity Project um, show for Diff of 2014 as like an anniversary date because he really likes comedy and I really like theater. So I Mm -hmm. thought that was a good combination. Heather and I were at the show this year, and we saw you on your improv-aversary, so to speak. I thought that, number one, it was amazing that middle school and high school students held their own with, you know, like, seasoned professionals. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought that that was amazing. There were a couple of moments, like, the middle school instructor worked, you know, did some improv to work his kids back into the final set where the high schoolers were performing with the famous folks. Yeah. And he managed to work the middle school, which was like improv magic. Like they were so excited. Like they were like running across the theater to get back on stage and it was amazing. And I just saw lots of amazing instructors. So like the education geek in me got really excited and we talked about it the whole time. We saw, um, John Morgan, at Vincente's afterwards where we had dinner and he nice was like, pronunci- oh. nice pronunciation. Yeah. So he was like, Oh, you know, like planet ants, da, 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 da. And like, I signed up for inter one. John did as well. Like we, I don't know. It just, so you originally always planned to take it together. No, this was John, the waiter oh, at the I restaurant see. who was like, Oh yeah, check out planet ant. And then we were both in the same class. Oh, um, interesting. But, um, Scandalous. <laughs> No, no, not at all. It is Cutie John. We'll get to that. Oh, cute. Uh, Heather calls him Cutie John. Is that his name? Yeah, Cutie John. That's not his name, but that's what Heather thinks. Uh, Okay, so that's a very honorable designation that Heather does not give to a lot of guys. Well, she does, (laughs) but nobody in this room. Anyway, go ahead. Aw, it's okay. We're Um, it's okay. We're all uggos. Yeah, we don't deserve it. That is not true. So I will say. Annalise is also a seasoned actor. So anyway, go ahead. It was like August. Third that we went to the show, August 8th, somewhere around there. And then September was my first class. And you never thought about taking improv before? 
No, I did theater in high school. Oh, you did? Yeah, but I never did improv. No, were you... I didn't know anything about it. Were you uh, on the stage or in the background? No, I... I, I acted in, oh, okay. in high school. I took lots of acting, like through my high school, I took acting classes and theater production classes, and I went to an all-girls school. What was it called? Was it called Notre Dame Prep? No, I went to Mercy. <sighs> oh, to okay. Mercy. And my brother went to U of D, so I performed in Mercy plays, not musicals. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, why do you say, so you, when you said not musicals, like you did this gesture with your hand, like- Like I not, can't sing. Yeah. So oh, okay. no way I would get in a Mercy musical. Okay, I was going like, to say- the, I'd love to see an example. Yeah, you yeah. can't. Could you sing "Happy Birthday"? Come on, I, it's not in copyright anymore. It's yeah, okay. I, I did read about that, but um, there's really no point. I mean, I just I can't. You've seen it. They've heard me sing. Singing anyways, yeah, Tony. I don't sing. Okay. I've seen. I've seen it. You can do it. Happy birthday to you. Ooh. Yeah, you can do it. It's awesome. It. Yeah, very good. It's amazing. With, Sold it. That cost us nothing. Right. With great accompaniment, I can get through a musical. It's painful though it's not my cup of tea so your education is education so relevant i originally was just a straight up english major and then i went back and got a- oh really she has decided a spanish to- oh yeah oh, okay so you well, but, now what made you decide I, to be an english major did you come from a wealthy family and they said we need to waste all this money or no um <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I have a journalism degree. It's very practical. Uh, Yeah. Um, Well, originally I wanted to be an actress. Oh, you did? Yes, I did. And then I realized I could not handle like the horrible, horrible rejection. So I thought I would go into another field that deals with rejection, but you're alone in a room crying by yourself. So I'm not really sure Mm. what I was thinking about. But um, Mm -hmm. no, I I just was really, really into English in high school and tried to take as many English classes as I could Mm -hmm. and tried to read as many books as Jim Morrison did. And Are you a Doris, you're a Doris like fan? I, my brother was. He so was a reader? Uh, according to yeah. his autobiography, he, in one year he read 425 books. And I don't know what I got up to, but my parents were like, your grades are horrible this semester. It's junior year. Stop whatever it is you're doing. So wow. I had to stop reading to get my grades back up. Wow. They just wanted you to stop learning for yourself and start conforming. No, to not system. at all. No. What age was this? <laughs> junior year of high school. Oh, okay. So my first semester junior year, I had a, a 3.0. Ooh, I'm going to check wow. the record and make sure that's correct. Were you raised by Indians? Because those, those are the only other people I know that would be sad with that grade point average. <laughs> Uh-huh. That was my grade point average, by the way. Well, I went to a college prep school, so that oh, was okay. bad at a college prep yeah. school. You know, like you have to be in NHS, and you, you know, like I was in NHS because of that. My senior year, I was not in junior oh, year. Oh, I that's see. That's not cool. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. I had a three point zero, and for an Indian, that's considered basically developmentally disabled. <laughs> so I wish I was making that up, but anyway. Uh, kids. Yeah, I know, but who's laughing now? All my doctor friends. That's who. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Where did you go to college? Um, I started at University of Iowa because mm. of their writers. Program. Oh yeah, very famous. If you watch Girls, uh, I did. Watch. I did oh, see girls. that. But you're from here, right? I'm from here. Yeah. Yeah, Jim. Jim. People can go to other states now. They permit mm-hmm. that to go to college. But it's but so much more expensive. Paperwork? But she came from a rich family, like we said. You didn't come from a rich family. No, I'm just going to say you came from a rich family. Why do you have that crown? I know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I didn't want to say anything. I earned it. Oh, okay. um, You're our first guest with a tiara. And I should say, Annalise is the first guest to ever bring us something. She brought a six pack of. Newton's Folly, Granny Smith Draft Cider. (laughs) Well, I have the second one. Let's raise our glasses and toast her. Okay. 
not having one. That's okay. You know, you could have just said I, it for I theater of the mind. Oh, I'm totally drinking okay. one. Cheers. Okay, cheers. Cheers. Salud. Cheers. 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 That's fine. It's it's in the interest of a good podcast. So, if you want the fresh, delicious taste of a Granny Smith in your mouth, get Newton's Folly. Yes. You won't regret it. Ooh, it's sweet and tart. Grant Newton's Folly is a division of the Seagram's Anheuser-Busch Company. <laughs> All rights reserved. So, no, but thank you. What I would like to say is this kind of is unfair to our other guests because Anna, Annalise is already the best guest because she brought it's us true. liquor. It's, it's, yeah, it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to, no matter what you do now, you could punch us all in the face. I'm not saying you can, <laughs> yeah. but I wouldn't, uh, you know. I mean, I'd love her. Now, you, you are our most coffee guest, I will say that. Like, you're coughing quite a bit. You all right? Are you, allergic, are you allergic to dogs? I have some allergies, but I came with a cold. Oh, okay. Did you hear Jim cough at the beginning and just think <laughs> I have to outdo it? Oh, that's a good point. Oh. <sighs> I would like not to. She's yes-anding my cough. So at what point did you sh- uh, shift from like wanting to be an actress to be getting a Spanish degree? Was it before college or? Yeah, it was before college. Okay. When I went to University of Iowa, like my senior year, I was going to be like a writer. I was going to be a poet and I was just going to go off and live in a cave and Mm-mm. do the writing thing. And I went to University of Iowa and I was like, whoa. This is out in the middle of nowhere. I was a city girl. It felt strange. I broke up with my high school boyfriend. No. Is boss bothering you? He's coming up no, and stepping you. Totally okay. I just can't pet them and I feel bad. That's fine. Oh, you can't because you're allergies. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were just a huge jerk. Okay. No, no. See, that's the whole thing. Like people that have pets. Yeah. That are like their children. Yeah, they, no, he's not. I mean, I love him, but you know, I'm realistic. I don't dress him up. That's my that's my Maginot line, so to speak. Tony, I'm pretty sure that if you had children. You would love boss more than the children. No, uh, no, and I, I would also not dress my children up though. I'm a naked parent. That's a new thing. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, more on yeah, that. Some books, make some money parent. on it. Yeah. Quick. And then you can read them, and your grade point average will go down. Okay. okay. Anyway, back to you. Yeah. So you start out at the University of Iowa. Where did you end up transferring? So I came home for the summer, and but this was after how many years? This was one year. One year. So okay. I went for one year, and um, I loved it. I was, you know, I was cooking. I was doing my thing there. Oh, and, you learned but, cooking there. No, like I was, I, I had a really high grade point average. That's like, a comedy technique known as deliberate ignorance. Sorry. See, no, no, you I should. I was on the literary that. magazine. Yeah. Like I was, I, you know, I was having a great time. They had like lectures every Friday. It was awesome, but it was in, out in the middle of nowhere. They didn't know what vegetarian food was. I was a vegetarian at the time. Not even corn. There was a lot of corn. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. Delicious. Was there corn on campus? No, but like you could smell, like pigs when mm. the wind blew in a certain direction like um, i mean it's iowa but mm. but the campus itself is beautiful like there's a river and it's like hilly and did you go to any football games i did not go to one single football game wow. i no. support your choices they closed the entire campus down when they have a football game i resented it like oh, really? you couldn't hang out in any of the lobbies any of the like the student lounges you know why because there'd be drunk people peeing yeah. and throwing up in them that's why yeah so like if you're a student you feel like trapped mm-hmm. when they ha- unless you're like out watching the game did and- you do any uh, theater in college? No, I did not. No, because at that point I was done. Mm-hmm. Like I, you I put it away in a box. Tired of like trying out for things. I guess I'm revealing too much and I'm too chatty. But um, I oh, came home for the summer. Have another cider, Annalise. <laughs> well, hey, um, I came home for the summer, and my parents and my aunts and uncles were trying to get me to go to different schools. Like there was this big discussion around the table. And so were they against you going to Iowa in the first place? No, they wanted my dad wanted me to go back. Okay. I think both of my parents wanted me to go back. Oh, okay. Or to state. Okay. In order to go to U of M, I would have to wait until the winter semester, and I felt like 
everyone I knew went to U of M. So I was supposed to go to U of M, but I thought if I took the semester off that people would think that I flunked out. Like I was so worried about what people would think about me. And then you could have just told them like your roommate tried to kill himself. You know, I don't, that's what I would have done. I was not that smart. Okay. I wasn't smart like you. So like oh, I you made it back and forth and I ended up at Wayne state as a temporary <laughs> thing. And I oh. stayed at Wayne state. Like, Yay. Yeah. Oh. Wayne state best school ever. Woo. Never leave. So now currently you are not teaching, correct? No, I'm home. Okay. And you are the mother of how many children? I have three kids. Shout out to her kids. You want to give their, don't give their names, give their ages. Uh, I have a seven-year-old, a five-year-old, and a, two, a two-year-old. Which one well, do you love the most? I love them all equally, but differently. Which is oh, your, so you lie too. Of the ages. I do not. That's an honest, it's just like looking at my siblings. Like they're all so Oh, different. I got a favorite. I, yeah. Do you really? No, yeah, I did Jim clearly loves one sibling. I, I know the sibling too. equally, but differently. Jim loves his Well, let's say this. Of, of the ages two through seven, which is your favorite age so far? Um, well, the two-year-old is still home, so okay. it's fun Because the other ones, you send, you send them to boarding school when they turn five? No, the rest sorry? of them, they, they go to school all day. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. So, Hogwarts. Hmm. Oh, my, my seven-year-old would love to go to Hogwarts. Yes. Does he? Has he's, he displayed any wizard capabilities? He's trying so hard. He <laughs> tries <laughs> to clean his room with po- or with a... Uh, spells and potions and I things. Like, I like I've heard you say that your kids are <laughs> 70% John and 30% you. <clears throat> Is that true? Is it true? Oh, well, they're a, it's a weird mix. Like um our middle child is very gregarious like John, is not afraid of anything. Like John. Right. Like we'll walk into a room and everyone's his best friend. Like is not, a, you know, and our 7-year-old is much more timid like I am and you know, like once I know people then I'm open open but like i'm a dork until i get to know where i am well i think you know improv and the arts in general attract more introverts than you might imagine it's weird yeah i mean not everybody would say i'm an introvert but i definitely am heather's an introvert jim introvert john introvert yeah well no john maybe not introvert no i am okay john introvert yes he is sorry thanks for supporting me (laughs) when i take when i take the test they all say i'm an extrovert what test are you taking STD just test. Online Wait, test. test. Uh, it's just another person. <laughs> what? Uh, what? <laughs> what Annalise. Annalise joining in. These online tests. Yeah, wait a minute. No. You take multiple personality tests. I took some. Everyone was doing it on Facebook the other day. So okay. I did it. That's fine. It wasn't did, an official test. Was it a test? It's like, what sort of X Man are you? Yeah. No, it was the letter one. <laughs> or how well do you know Star Wars? No, yeah, she's never even seen it. it. No, I know. I talked about Star Wars with a kid at school the other day. But you haven't seen it. I was like, I haven't seen any of the movies. He's like, well, there's this and this. I was like, yeah, and this guy and this guy. I was like, yeah, I know their names, but I haven't seen them. Well, see, as long as you see the preview, you know everything about the movie. I know. Yeah. That's that's the yarn method. to talk to a small child about. <laughs> Boss is very interested in connection. Heather today. Boss, because he knows I'm having a hard day. Well, I thought you didn't want to talk about that. Do I have to cut this out? No, it's okay yeah. for people to know I'm having a hard day. I'm just not going to go into so many details. Now, this brings up being a mother, and you talking about John being more extroverted, you being more introverted. This brings up, like, not the theme of the podcast, but Annalise, are you fun? <laughs> <laughs> because. Jim has charged you in the past with not being fun. I have. And you have charged yourself with not being fun. I don't so, remember charging myself, but... Uh, well, I'm just saying that to make myself feel better. Oh, okay. So it doesn't seem like an ambush. Well, I don't think I would 
go through with improv unless I had like let me, let me. I feel like I laugh a lot in class. Like I have left class scared that I was going to wet my pants during class. Like I think we have a good time. I just well let, let me explain a little bit because hmm. Jim would point out. And I think we had this discussion with you that early on in the improv. Uh, uh, your evolution or taking classes that you would be always the one that would shut things down you know what i mean meaning like if people were having an argument you would almost like assume like the parent role or the disciplinarian role mm-hmm. not i don't mean shut it down in terms of being like not performing correctly but you're like always in like that opposition do you think that's a fair i think i if if improv is therapy then it definitely points out that I'm very argumentative mm-hmm. and I have a hard time like going with the flow. So yes, I get in trouble a lot for making you, it a like a rather than buying into the reality you try to deny. Yes, it. I get in trouble for that often and it's very frustrating. I, I still I do, do that. the same thing sometimes. I think everybody does to some extent, <clears> you know. But I will say having watched you do uh, improv with Jalopy, shout out to Jalopy, uh, that oh, you are doing less of that now. You know what I mean? So it's almost like a conscious thing. So I guess what I'm going to ask you is like, was that like a moment you arrived at? You're like, oh man, you know, I really need to like, cause you said it's like therapy. So it sounds like you came to realization, like what am I doing here? Well, I think, I think we can all agree that like improv points out all of the things that you need to like fix in real life too. Like mm-hmm. if you can fix it in improv and you fix it in real life, like your life will be perfect. You know, like everything that I do wrong in improv is what I'm doing wrong in real life. Too. Yeah. So well, it, give, give an example. Um, the whole like your first reaction is wanting to control things, mm-hmm. um, having to deal with failure. Like improv is basically like just try and don't worry about if you're going to screw up. And I tend to like want to figure it out before I screw you up. Wanna, like, you want to go through all the possibilities. Up. So you yeah. can do, yeah, I'm, I'm very much like that. Yeah. So like it's that whole fear of failure and, um, you know, not fully committing cause you don't want to make an ass of yourself, not being present and in the moment, you know, like, so does your mind tend to race when you do improv or like, do you like, are you distracted? Do you have a hard time listening? I don't think it's listening. It's, I think that in real life I do a lot of processing. Like mm-hmm. I'm really good at like, planning and anticipating and like perseverating on what happened in the past but mm-hmm. like being present in the moment is hard i don't know now do you think improv has made you less like that in your real life i hope so mm-hmm. God, it's been what does john year. say <laughs> what does john say what do your kids say uh um, they say mommy's different i think with my kids it's really easy to be in the moment because yeah. you get to have fun you know what i mean like mm-hmm. my, are you a fun mom or, you, or like who's the disciplinarian in your house would you say we have to share okay it i know depends. you have to share but who's the discipline who it all depends i mean he would say that i'm much easier on the kids than he is okay um but it all depends so you don't hit them like he does nobody hits anybody oh damn yeah, it. nobody okay. hits anybody I was trying so to create a into the lake. There. You just dunk them in there and hold no. them down. Isn't that worse? That Isn't either. dunking your kids in the lake <laughs> worse than hitting terrible. them? It's called okay. a baptism. Oh, that's true. Uh, More on that later. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. The whole religion <laughs> thing. I'm ready. Yeah, but I've noticed since we've taken, I think everyone since taking classes, uh, I've noticed like the first classes you're always, how can I be a mother in this scene telling these kids not <laughs> to do what they're doing? You know, it's like, hey, Billy, I want to press all these buttons. And then you come in, stop doing that. And but I go, think that was well, my life. Yeah, yeah. it's you know real what I mean? easy like, to get into playing yourself, which is something that I always did all the time, too. Yeah, because if that's your everyday, if that's yeah. your nine to five, it's like telling people, like, 
touch the electric outlet. You're going to yeah. do that in improv. Have you told your own children that? In an oh, improv scene, yeah. I want to do that. You want to electrocute yourself? In an improv scene? Yeah. You're going to mm-hmm. get grounded. Uh, <laughs> I like that. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, tends that to, everyone tends to do what they're comfortable in. <clears throat> But do you feel like you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone doing improv or do you think you've kind of settled into like a rut? No, I hope that I'm pushing myself. I'm trying. I don't think I will ever fart on stage no matter what you mean, Michael oh, Hovich tells me wait, to wait. do. But oh, I will. She's got a problem with that. Really? So wait a minute. So I've, you will not like fake fart on stage? Well, the deal no. is, and I, and I recognize this, that like if things get weird... For me personally, instead of like staying in character, I will waffle like, oh, what should I do? What should I not do? And I'm yeah. supposed to have like a very firm. Make a make a bold choice. Make a bold choice. Yes. <clears throat> so I tend to waffle. And I was in a scene where someone was making me fart. And I like, <laughs> did not know what to do. And it was this awkward, long, protracted thing about all of these horrible, weird. It was just awkward. And, and he was, Michael Hovich was like, just commit already because we don't want to see you waffling back and forth, which uh, was very honest and actually, true. But I was like, I do not want to fart. I'm never going to fart on stage. Like, don't make me fart on stage. And then I went and saw a show and he was farting on stage. And I was like, oh. What he did say was, if you want to do improv, you have to fart on stage. You have to. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was like, I will not. It, it, <laughs> and then I was scared to go to the jam because I was like, he's going to make me fart. Oh, he's going to put great. me in a sound effect thing and I'm going to be farting oh, all over the stage. Well, I know <laughs> what... times have I said fart during this? Issue? Yeah, a lot. It's great. Oh, uh, we're, we're rated as, as explicit on iTunes and Stitcher, so don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> we're allowed up to 75 farts. Yeah. Ooh. Have I hit that mark yet? Well, it, I think like 100 farts is equivalent to one saying of the C word. That's the formula on iTunes wow. that I just made up. That's but crazy formula. No, but going back to this, it's uh, so you, why do you not want to do like even a fake fart on stage? What do you think is the problem with that? Because it's not real. I know, but I'm just a little bit uptight. I don't okay. know. Okay, like do you think, do you worry that people will look poorly upon you? Like what is it about you? What is it about it that makes you uncomfortable? Who shamed you? Yeah, that's, no, I think you know, that's just, exactly what I was going to say. Was there an incident in your childhood, maybe like someone called you like Farty Annalise or something no, like that? No, no, there's no like <laughs> or you farted. thing. It's just like, you know, like this is what you're comfortable doing and I'm just not a... What do you think that people will think of you? Yeah, because let me just say like... It's really fart. my comfort level versus like... But it's like, like, like I, I guess I hear my grandmother in the background. Uh, like that's shocking. Like, oh, you don't grandma. do that, you know? Like, so what was yeah, you? Yeah, but maybe, like, maybe you. I mean, I personally maybe just don't think that that's funny. True. Yeah, yeah. but she didn't do the noise. She that's incorrect. Yes Bart, farts are always funny, guys. That's I mean, true too. That's a comedy. I'm with you. Thank you, Heather. Do I not mean, fart, like, there's things that would be better, a better choice than that usually oh, I mean it's a wind blowing yes, through two absolutely. big hams no I'm, I'm not arguing that I mean because I'm right that's why I'm not going to argue it I won the argument but what I'm saying is is oh, that even if you think something isn't funny that's a, there's a difference between thinking something is funny and not wanting to do it you know what I mean like I could see how like two guys kissing would be funny because some guys will do that but I don't feel comfortable kissing another guy but I know why you know what I mean well in Catholic high school guilt. when I did yeah. acting <laughs> I always had the character parts. Like, I never had the leading lady. So I was always, like, the grandmother with, like, the weird hair and the big butt. Like, I had a prosthetic butt that they stuck on me because I had to, like, Like bend over. Like the girdle or whatever that hoop is. Yeah, like, I I always... I don't have a problem making a fool of myself. There's just some things that just, I guess, 
I waffle on. Maybe because I find it distasteful, like Heather suggested. Yeah. So you don't like uh, like Adam Sandler movies or anything? I'm not a big fan. Yeah, I mean that's not my yeah. No, base. I mean I grew up watching like all of the British shows and mm-hmm. yeah, uh, uh, Monty Python, and so it's not like I haven't been exposed to some weird stuff, but mm-hmm. not exactly my cup of tea. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Like, would you ever consider like? farting on stage just to see what it was like (laughs) not a real fart i mean a fake fart well you know i was in that scene if you came to our last or it was Mm -hmm. were we opening was that oh yeah that's right i think you've made a lot of progress because you did a fisting scene oh okay that's right oh wait a minute that blows everything yeah that blows everything out of the water yeah and it was scott you know and i saw you fight through it too you're like i don't want to do okay let's go for it yeah, yeah. i think but actually I waffled for far too long yeah should have jumped in faster but i was trying I'm like i can't back out i like I how know scott I saw out. you there and was just like yeah i'm gonna fake lower my pants now and bend over who's the scott I, Eisner, I, first of all i didn't know oh, okay. what the theater of bizarre theater bizarre was a situation i didn't know what that was oh, okay. it's like bizarre x it actually when i was tattooing so that's the only thing <laughs> yeah. i went in with was tattooing and then he turned around and said that and i was like did he just say what i thought does what does that really mean and then i'm like oh he's bending over like yeah. i like there was a moment where i had to like process <laughs> yeah. all the information i believe that was wasn't that going on during diff this year right down the street yes on woodward yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. in uh, the rust belt shout out to nate hudson um <laughs> there was another show recently too i think just oh, okay. became my friend on Facebook. Who? Nate Hudson. Oh, okay. Shout out to Nate Hudson. Double shout out to Nate Hudson. Boy. Yeah, Heather That's calls him the nicest the boy. Nicest boy. He dressed up I, as a shark for Halloween. More on that later. I like Heather's nicknames for everyone. His, we need to hear more. cutie Nate Hudson. Uh, no, it doesn't sound like... Not, not, very, not, not original. original. Yeah. That's what That's what I call maybe cutie Nate. You call him by his full name, cutie Nate Hudson? Yeah. Some people need their first and last name. Okay, so mm-hmm. Annalise is in agreement on this. Now, what was your relationship like with your grandmother? You cited her. So was she oh. was she a judgmental person? No, or? she was awesome, but I I just remember her watching reality TV and finding it very shocking. But so. then why did she watch it? <laughs> Cuz she was old and she sat in that room. I don't like know. Like what really so would you watch uh, reality TV together? Um this is my grandmother that lived in Australia, so I didn't get to see her that often. Oh, that's but right. Like You're Australian, last, aren't you? Only half. Oh, okay. Oh, half. half. And I was raised here. So. But you were born in Australia? No, no, no. I was raised here. Okay. Yeah. But your dad is from Australia? Yes. And what, uh, you've gone there for visits and things like that? Oh, yeah. Do you have a lot of family still there? My dad's full side of the family. Okay. Have you picked up any Australian slang we should hear? Mate. When I was young, <laughs> yes, I would try to like listen to all the music that my cousins did and stuff like that. But your friends kind of look down on you if you try to bust out with accents and music and stuff like could that. Could you give us a little Australian accent? Yeah, can you speak? Remember in class when we did that one skit and it, Scott said that was like the worst scene that he'd ever been in his life it. because I refuse, like I balked at doing an Australian accent. Are you going to balk now? Just say something like... Yeah. Uh, Here, I'll start it off. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, wait, no, no. How about this? Yeah. Look, Annalise, Annalise, okay. Annalise, I have two knives on the table. Yeah. One is a very small knife and one is a much bigger knife. Now I want you to say, I mean, you can choose which one. Say, that's not a knife. That's a knife. But say it in an Australian accent. Here we go. Just look at the knives. Look at the knives. That ain't a knife. This is a knife. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Mm, yeah. That's pretty good. No. Yeah. Yeah. Was like, it was like a casual, not over-enunciated Australian accent. Like, Matt, now let's hear Jim. It was a very nice noise. <laughs> 
Are there any shrimps on the barbecue? Okay. There are shrimps on the barbecue. Can, no, I, the shrimp can the I just say that they don't call shrimp shrimp? Like, you do know prawn. that, right? Ooh. Prawn. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. prawn. You got arms like prawns. Tony, I have a real inquiry here. Okay, go ahead. Mm. I want to know your experience with sexy nuns. Sexy, sexy nuns? nuns? Because I think we had a couple scenes where you said... There was a passing comment you made at one point in the class where you had a bad experience with Uh-oh. nuns who are just... Now you went to Catholic school? I did. I didn't have a problem at all with the nuns that I went to school with or I knew here. I lived in a convent when I was a volunteer in the Dominican Republic. So I lived with three nuns. Mm-hmm. Wow. Two were of one order and one was of another. And Did any of them go on to play Major League Baseball? No. Okay, I just wanted no. to check. We weren't near... Um, the camps yeah okay go ahead i was trying to think of the name of the one city that's like the big city for san pedro de macaris that's like the big city but um uh, if i said that if that's the right one i'm not sure but um well if you you get it wrong one of our many dominican uh, listeners will contact us (laughs) at tony gusty on twitter okay so the i lived with three nuns they were like in their 70s and it was awful. Were they Dominican? No, they were American. So okay. it wasn't a full immersion experience. So this was almost like a missionary style yeah. thing? Yeah, I was a volunteer. But I didn't do any like religious education. I like refused and they got a little bit mad that I wouldn't do religious education. But um, Now, how did, you, how did you come to be there? Because I was afraid to do a two-year Peace Corps commitment. Oh. So they had an organization that did a one-year commitment, and they tried me out as their first international. Oh. So I got to go to the Dominican Were Republic. Were you the last international because you wouldn't do religious? Uh, Good question. No, Good. I had other issues well with them and stuff like that. But no, like nuns are – it's it's a very weird – my experience, which yeah. could be different than a lot of people, is it just seemed like they were like 15-year-old girls – <laughs> and not like fully grown mature like there's a hierarchy like sure. somebody's in charge of the house and everyone has like chores and they would like order each other around and i was like the last person in the building and my family is very vocal and we were allowed to argue when we were kids mm-hmm. and like it was weird to be bossed around and not be asked to do things like they're like you're driving the car and i'm like why don't you just ask me sister renee and i'll drive the car like why yeah. are you yelling at me like so it was weird. Were you allowed to talk back to them? I didn't because okay. I thought I was on this like mission. spiritual path. Were you, you, know? con- were you considering uh, the comment? Okay. No, never. Okay. I-, I wanted to be a priest when I was young, but okay. I had no interest in being a nun. Yeah. No, no, none at all. And like two of none. them, they seemed <laughs> uh, none. Yes. Yeah. They. I didn't even. Yeah, it's try. okay. All right. You I like to get the. I like so to. Wordy. I like to ask you know questions and then get the guest off track so it ruins the story. Anyway, go ahead. No, that's not true. <laughs> yeah. But he, my one point was that two of the nuns seemed like they were a couple, and they had like oh. all the bad shit that you have as a couple, like, like they, the Golden Girls. No, what? like worse they're than old. that. Yeah, but they weren't. A, they weren't a couple. They, they're seventy years old. Okay, I, I'm, I'm almost misspeaking because they were like seventy six. Oh, they were total like difference. Old. Yeah, different. But um, like they acted like a couple, like all the bad crap, like fighting and arguing and like sex? all of that stuff. But none of the sex. So and they I hold just hands. Felt bad, like I wish that they had sex. So you, you know think, what I mean? Like I wish it was like a real relationship. For so them do you think it was like a stilted fifteen year old? I don't know what I'm doing. 
but I'm really 76 years old. Does Do you think it was more sense? of like then like an almost like an unrequited love? It was just weird and so do you thought they were an actual couple like in a sexual sense or you thought no they just... i wish that they had oh that. i see like they didn't get any of the benefits i of see being a couple like so it's all like of the negatives and none of the benefits. sex yeah so no, not just sex so it's like they're married no <laughs> no none of the good stuff is what i'm trying to say i know i was just sitting there waiting you for you to like it, you don't get it I know I don't get it. I'm single. I'm, I've said that many times <laughs> on the podcast. And so did you leave there under bad circumstances? Um, th- there were other things that were going on when I left. but um, Such as? It was... Unrest? No, it was just... Right. What year, what year was Baseball this? Baseball tournament. This was like in 87. Okay. Ooh. But um, no, excuse me, ninety-seven. Oh. I was but gonna that say. Be true. Yeah, I know. You were like you were like the Doogie Howser of missionaries. No, I'm sorry, I misspoke. So that was in ninety-seven. I was there from ninety-seven to ninety-eight. So I came home in ninety-eight. Like it was a school year long stint that I was there. And when I left, it was probably one of the only times in my life that I wish that I had been more outspoken. Like I never get in trouble for not being outspoken. That was like one time that I should have been like more vocal about what I didn't like. You know, like feeding a cat and hungry people come to the door and you don't feed the hungry people, but you feed your cat. But I mean, would you let the cat starve? What's, what choice is that? I would give my food to the people that are coming mm. to the door instead of feeding a cat. They were- that cat is adorable. Yeah, it's a tough choice. That cat shit all over my bed uh, every time wait, I was out of town. So your it was bed? Personal. It was it, my cat, bed. It would shit on your bed. It's they left cat. the bed, or they left the bed. They left the cat in my room when I would like go off and visit other volunteers in yeah. other places. Uh-huh. And one time I came back early, and they were like, "Oh, it's shit all over your room. We're so sorry." And they had like all of my bedding like hanging out. Oh, <laughs> cat shit is the worst. Way worse than dog shit. And you can get uh, trichocytosis or whatever. And feline AIDS. It's gross. And they were not like they did not. Talk Listen to the Price is Right guy, and that cat was not neutered Spader. or whatever. Was it a boy or a girl? I feel like girl. it's a girl. Yeah, I knew it. was it. a girl, and so it. it was like having kittens, and no one around there could afford to like yeah. take care of kittens, and they would turn hungry people away. But one of the nuns that wasn't in the same order, she would feed them. So I gave my, some of my allowance to her to feed people. Oh. Well, but I resented a, them feeding a cat above feeding people that came to the There's an obvious solution here. You just eat the kittens. That's true. You could have fed that the cats to the people. Too. Now, you're it not an animal person, that. are you, right? No, I, I grew up with dogs. Okay. I developed allergies like to cats and stuff. So, yeah. like, unfortunately, my poor kids probably won't get a pet. Yeah, unfortunately, you can't pet Boss. I didn't find that out until he got here. He's a little sad no, about I'm, it. No, I'm okay. Look at him. Look at you can get one of those uh, Golden Retriever poodle mixes. A Golden Or a uh, poodle. Yeah, uh, yeah that's a poodle. what they say. Poodles are su- supposedly, they don't... Uh, they yeah. have hair and not dandruff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we'll we'll see. Like, my I can't do the. Are they starting to ask for a kid? I mean, a a dog. That was a Freudian slip on my part, guys. Well, they are part. They they are part John. So when they found out that they would have to clean up dog poop, they were like, "Never mind." Like <laughs> speaking really, of, yeah. have to be in charge of that. Never mind. Speaking of the esteemable Mister Huayne, I heard a rumor. This isn't really mind fuckery, but you were married when you first started seeing John. Mm-hmm. Um. Yes. Oh. So you want to talk a little bit more about that? <laughs> um. Well, I will never go out to be president, so I guess I can't. I, okay. I, and I, you're also nuns. You're also anonymous, by the way. Yes, I'm anonymous. So 
I saw someone who was illegal when I got back from the Dominican Republic and I still had like, you know, upset about conditions in the a Dominican sense of, Republic. A moral outrage. And, you know, like the fact that it's so difficult for people to get their papers, you know. Yeah. Were they Dominican, if, if this you person? Can, you yes, he was Dominican. So like when you add music to this. Oh, yeah. Oh. I've got like the perfect song okay, what's that the you song? can add. What's the it's, song? It's um, by Juan Luis Guerra and it's... Um, What's the How does it go? Sing it for us. Yeah. No, I'm not going to sing it. But it's all about like standing in line to it, get your visa. It's Juan Luis Guerra? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll look it up. Yeah, I, I can give it. It's like on my phone. Okay, I'll, I'll, we'll add it after. But the yeah, like, you can like add that in. It's a, okay, it's so a let, beautiful song about Let's, like, let's paint the picture. You, you found... you. Uh, how did you meet this person? I don't want to say. Okay. But, um... Ooh. Mm, I'll tell you about it after. But okay. anyway, so like I was still sort of like feeling like I was on mission. Yeah. And I felt like... And this is back in America. Yeah, this... Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. We'll blur those lines, too. In the Badlands? So, um... Okay. I just felt like he had gotten a bad break because the United States and their policy, and, you know, if you have a nice, big, blue, shiny passport, you get to do whatever you want, and, Damn you know, right. if you're Dominican, you don't kind of thing. And then it just really turned out that he was an idiot and incompetent. And that was part of the reason why he was having such a hard time. And so like... Well, I think you're jumping ahead in the story. So first of all, you married this guy so he could have citizenship? Yeah. So I, I think wow. on some level, I... I like how you just tried to like, let, like uh, <laughs> gloss over that part. Yeah. I think for a hot second, I liked him. Yeah. So I thought that that was my motivation. You know, like hindsight is twenty twenty, and I'm trying to justify and revise history. So yeah, I helped him get his paperwork. No, so, wait. So, when you say you helped him get his paperwork, you married him. Yeah, I went back, <laughs> I went back there. He, he got married. He was stuck there for two years. So like... I mean, like all of your family were at the wedding and stuff? No, no, no. It was my, my parents took me to the airport knowing like what I was going to do. And what did they, they say about their, it? They were horrified. They did not want me to do it. Yeah. They thought it was crazy. Uh-huh. And they left their phone on record. This is so sad. This is not like good improv talk. <laughs> no, this is amazing. <laughs> it has nothing to do with improv. So like my parents mistakenly like recorded their whole drive home from the airport and they're both like crying because they thought I was making a horrible mistake. So then I came home and yeah. he was there for two years and he couldn't keep track of the paperwork in order to like get through the process and kept having me send him stuff, yeah. send him money. And it, it wasn't that he was trying to scam me. I think he literally was an idiot. And okay. like at that point I was like, what am I doing? And I don't want to be a part of this. So we How had never been you- married in a house living together. Okay. It was like, he was over there waiting to come back. And then like they processed something so he could come. And then but you- he was an ass when he got here. And I was like, like he couldn't even stay in my guest room. I'm like, get out, leave. And like his lawyer called me and I was like, no, I'm divorcing him. He can figure out his own shit to actually get his citizenship. So when he, when he moved idiot. here, you were living, did you have your own house then or something? I or? had my, well, I lived in a row house, so I okay. had my own apartment flat, whatever you want to call it. Okay. And then he was living, he was going to live in your guest room. Well, He had a brother that lived here too. Okay. So he ended up in his brother's house. What, once, what year was this? Here. If I may ask. Uh, 2000 to 2002. Okay. So, but you know, I mean, from watching TV, like this used to be like a trope of eighties. We're learning about tropes in our writing class. Shout out to Mike McGettigan of, uh, you know, different like kind of comedy staples. And one was that was in a lot of sitcoms was marrying someone so they could stay in the country. 
I can't tell you how many like different like it was on Perfect Strangers. There was an entire show about it called I Married Dora. I don't know if you guys remember this, but it was about a guy who literally married his Mexican maid uh, because his wife had died and they had two kids, you know, and stuff. And uh, then he he married the maid, you know, and it, it, like in retrospect, it's so fucking racist, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, Mr. Belvedere. I think he was from Sweden, and he was also gay in real life. There's Shout out to Mr. Belvedere. They rest in peace. Married for citizenship, but then they fell in love. Yeah, the rescuers down under. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now we should just shout out. Now we should shout out random movies. Groundhog Day. (laughs) So you so you never lived together even in the row house. No, we did, but like he was an idiot, and like once he got back here, I had had enough. I didn't like. Yeah. Track of your dumb paperwork. Like hard was a divorce. Yeah. And how long did that do? So when you said. Nine hundred dollars and a oh. lot of like yelling and screaming. But, really cheap. I mean, that's par for the course. Yeah, right? that, that sounds cheaper than most divorces, frankly. Yeah, uh, so when you said he can't live with me, did he get deported immediately, or did he go live with his no, brother? No, like I, I don't know what his status was because then there was like controversy. Like either his brother got in trouble for something, or he got in trouble for something, and I was like, "Don't contact me ever again." And his lawyer called me. And I was like, I'm not going to help him. So like, yeah. don't pursue talking to me because I will make it harder for him. Because he, they were just, I don't know. It it was not the happy ending that like the missionary Annalise had envisioned. Yeah. In so, the whole but I mean, that to me, it's so interesting because that is such an extreme choice. You know what I mean? Like, what was this something you had considered before, or was it his situation? No, I think, like, like, if you if you live like. I think if someone's going to go and volunteer somewhere, I think you really have to immerse yourself for at least two years. One year is not enough because you spend like the first six months just trying to figure out what you're doing and getting used to things. And then you're in this period after that where you're like, oh, I totally love it. And it's better than home. Like you've got that whole like the stages of, you know, acclimation or whatever it is. I don't know what it's supposed to be called. Yeah. So like, I think I left at a point where I was still like completely enthralled. And I thought the United States was awful for Mm -hmm. what it was doing and all the political crap and, you know, what was happening with Haitians and, you know, like seeing starving children, like it was heavy stuff. So I was like, Oh, I can help one person, but I just happened to pick a person that was not the best person to help. Like it would have been better to pick, you know, like a scientist that would like change the world or something <laughs> and not like an incompetent wished he could be a baseball player. I don't know. Is that what he wished? No, like his one brother came over for baseball oh, really? and then his other brother faked it as pretended to be him and got in. Oh. It was like one of like, mm-hmm. and it's part of that whole the thing. The switcheroo, another uh, comedy Oh, and then mail back the idea. Yeah, it's like one of those things like they have a hard time because there's so much fraud but they have, there's so much fraud because they have a, such a hard time getting yeah. here. Like it's that whole. Back it's like and the forth. it's like the fraudulent chicken or the fraudulent egg. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you don't know what's so. It's like if if you have money, you Fairness. can get a visa. If you don't have money, you can't. Like I, I don't know. So did you have like a wedding ring? Yeah, I had a wedding ring. I had an album, and I think that helped us when we like went through the visa process because the guy had like a picture of me in a bikini. In the, like the album of all of the stuff, yeah. writing like, album. What are you doing with a picture of me? And you know, like so I'm yelling at the guy, like and he's at like, we're the married. US Embassy, oh, I see. Like, yeah. Why do you have like give me that picture? Yeah. Like how dare you have that? You know. So I thought, I think he thought like, oh, she's willing to like so, argue with me, like because I'm this pretty sure real. I'm pretty sure that like you know back then this is I know for a fact that uh, when you marry somebody, 
it's not like a thing where you can just say, oh, we're married. Like, they come into your house and, like, right? And Well, we were married there. Yeah, but so when So that he, they, we never got to that point because he was there the whole time. But you were, Waiting to bring him But had there. he had he come he come here and successfully lived with you, wouldn't you have gone gotten I, to that point? I guess we would have had to have gotten to that point. But isn't that a, a number of years you have to do that before you could, like, divorce and whatnot? And he could still stay in the country? So are you contradicting the fact that I said I really like to plan things and know what's going to happen before? A little, well, <laughs> uh, yeah. Obviously, yeah. I didn't have it planned Okay, out. because that's interesting. And also, I wonder, do you think that the fact that you married him at all stemmed from like the frustration you felt at the experience you uh, went through in the Dominican Republic where you saw these people going hungry, hungry and cats being fed? And like, kind of like, do you think that was related to it? It's like, here, I can finally do something. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I, I, I totally, I mean, that's, also how i like to rewrite the history of it so i Mm -hmm. you know well you're the victor that's what happens to history yeah you write it exactly but Mm -hmm. yeah i think it was definitely like i didn't get to finish what i was doing there i wanted to do something and i thought it was unjust i just picked the wrong person to help now if your daughter wanted to do the same thing what advice would you give to her Get back in the house, girl. <laughs> like, I would not take her to the airport. Would you accidentally leave your phone on record as you cried on the way home from the uh, airport? My parents have so much more restraint than I do. <laughs> I, I don't know. I would get in do trouble you're... by keeping her home. But how do you control people? Everyone yeah, told there's... me I was an idiot and I shouldn't do it. And I never Was there one anyone. person that like, was on board with it besides his family? No, nobody was on board. Nobody was like, this is a good thing for you to do. People tried to support me, but nobody yeah. thought it was a good idea. It is. It's I like I if you told me like that you were the person that did this, I would have never guessed that. Yeah. You know? I don't tell a lot of people. I don't know how many people on yeah. John's side of the family. Yeah. How much do you need that? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if anyone on John's side well, of the family knows. Well, again, you this. Have, you have plausible deniability, you know. Yeah. So wh- where does John come in at this point? Like how far into the marriage? So <laughs> Well, it was at the tail end. I had already like started the divorce paperwork. And, and were you dating during the two years he was in the Dominican Republic? I s- and did you tell uh, guys that? Uh, 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 at least yeah. you dirty yeah. dog. Yeah. Can you give me a Dominican song that means like, getting busy. <laughs> like, uh, so you were, da- you were dating, but you didn't tell any of the guys. It never got to the point with any of those guys. I, no. The many, many guys. No, that, there no? were many guys. Okay. Stop. Okay. Stop. No. Max. Actually, when I met John, <laughs> I had sworn off. I, it was because of the whole divorce thing. I was not going to date anyone. I wasn't going to see anyone. I thought you were going to say I swore off like marrying someone so they could get their citizenship. No, like I was done <laughs> never with again. dating. I was done with men. I was taking a total and absolute break. I didn't yeah. want to have anything to do with anyone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like it was probably like seven months or something that I was like, I'm not even talking to guys. Yeah. And then how did you meet him? Playing soccer. Oh. oh. I know the story. Oh, let's Jim, you want to wanna tell the story? Yeah, I like it. So, John Huayne was playing a soccer game with Annalise, and then he wanted to make a save with the ball, and the bottom in his foot, how does he put it? The skin, the, the <laughs> bottom layer of skin on his foot detached from his foot. What? So was he, like was he playing barefoot? It was like a loose bag. That's horrifying. Oh, on the bottom disgusting. of foot. And then Annalise had some homeopathic remedy stuff. Yeah. It totally worked. Oh my it God. Did? He saved his life. Wait, you gave him a homeopathic re- remedy that reattached the skin to the bottom <laughs> no, of his foot? No, just to make him feel better and heal oh, faster. Okay. <laughs> did you get this remedy from the Dominican Republic? No. Yeah. Also, it was a love potion. So, based on that, like what? He asked you out or you asked him out? Like, how did that continue? Um, I'm just trying to get dating advice here, guys. 
Um, so oh, we, we need to play sports. Oh. Yeah, we played soccer. We were in a, like a pickup league. And I think we flirted for probably, that was like in December. So we flirted. Tell us about the flirt. Yeah, could you give us an How example? Flirt? Well, I played defense. Oh. <laughs> Just like the relationship. Classic, classic Annalise, yeah, guys. He played offense. So there was some banter. and um, Banter. <laughs> I don't know. So when you say when you say I'm flirting, this is just fl- flirting during the course of uh, gameplay. Well, we would we had pickup games, so we would play like every Saturday, and then everyone. What would was get, this through? Like uh, work? It or was Craigslist. It started with like a group of my brother's friends, mm. but like, but soccer is basically like the international language. So like, people would see you play, and then they would join. So we had like all sorts of people join us, and then it became like every Saturday people would know to show up. I think you were looking for more international. Yeah, I think this, uh, but you know, oh, the, the, the way you just described it was almost like it became a movement. It was like I found you found the well, fulfillment you never found in the no, Dominican well, Republic. Well, I I did obsessively play soccer, and so did John for like two or three years. Like mm. now, there's full leagues. Like the team that we played on, they they're. They're known as uh, Detroit FC, right? Yeah. Okay. It's like super organized Mm -hmm. and they all have like real jerseys. Like we were just starting all of that when John and I. Before they sold out and got commercial basically. No, I don't think it got commercial. I think it got. Wow. You are really, you're really nice, Annalise. Like you won't even talk fake shit. No, I won't. But it was like, it was just like a group of people that would hang out and Mm -hmm. have fun. And then afterwards we would like drink beer and it became like a whole Saturday long event. Mm -hmm. So like we would flirt a little bit and then. And when did the flirting turn to love? Um, who asked who who out first? I heard about uh, another part of the story. Okay, yeah, please, tell us, Jim. Please tell us. I think they had a, a date in a hot tub at some point. Wow. <laughs> that was not the part I thought you were going to tell. This stuff works? the part where like, I was going to go upstairs in his loft to pee. Uh-huh. Right. And um, uh-huh. I asked him how old he was, and he was ahead of me because I'm not the fastest runner. So you can hear like our cleats like running on the like the wooden stairs and it's dark because his landlord never replaced the light bulbs in the hallway. And I'm so he's like a floor ahead of me, like going up the stairs. And I'm like, how old are you? And he told me how old he was. How old is he? 14. He was 23. Mm -hmm. Just turned 23. And I was turning 30. Mm. And so I stopped Mm -hmm. and I was like, you could date my little sisters. I can't flirt with you anymore. You said that? I said that right there and then because he was only 23 and I was 30. So, Had you ever dated anyone uh, younger than you? No. So basically at the same time you were admitting, yes. Uh, so this is before you were dating, correct? Right. This is so basically what you were saying to him is, John, I like you, but we can never date all at the same time. That's what you were saying when you I said you could date so. my sister. And so we were saying, yeah. please date my sister so I can <laughs> still see you. No, seriously. No, I was just like, like I can't see you. Like, you're not. How many, how many siblings do you have? I have an older brother and two younger sisters. Now, honestly, would you have let him date your younger sisters? Wouldn't that have driven you crazy? Well, no, I, I just meant like. Or you were just saying it. You were just like. like age-wise, he wasn't. I didn't feel like he was close to my age. Yeah. Like he was their age. My sisters how are old eight you, and ten years younger than me. That's how a old big did you think? Yeah. How old did you think he was? Older than twenty three. Did you think he was older than you? No. Okay. And then what I was knew his, he? Was young, but I didn't think he was <laughs> that young. What was his response? Um, I. In the darkness. <laughs> he. 
didn't listen to me, I guess. Yeah. No, but I mean, <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard him say this, and his his philosophy is just persistence. So okay, really, that's how he won her over. That's how I heard it. So really, it was him. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, if I didn't like him, that would be creepy. But yeah. I liked him, so it wasn't creepy at all. I know. It's like <laughs> all you guys out there who think you aren't creepy, keep going for it. Yeah. But isn't don't that stop. the thing? Don't take no for an answer. That's the lesson of this podcast. If you guys. like the guy, it's cool. But like, if you don't like him, you're like, you know what? He was I, outside my class. That, like, that is a, yeah. My schedule. That's like the perfect description of sexual harassment if I ever heard it. So no, but I meant what I meant was in that actual moment because you're in the darkness. You stop when you're walking up the stairs. You're like, you can't date me. Did, did he have zero response or did he just keep going? Like, because that seems like a fairly I'm, significant I'm, moment. I'm quite certain he said something cute. Like, okay. Whatever, you, whatever you're saying, I'm going to. So how much longer between then, uh, from that moment, how long did it take you from that moment to sign up for improv? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Okay. But how long uh, did it take for you guys to like you 14 years? Uh, uh, agreed to, t- uh, no, to go out on a date? Um, so it sounds like he had to like hammer away at you a little bit. No yeah. pun intended. Probably so like a month after that. Oh, a month? Well, it's know. still significant, you know. I don't know. But did you know right away where you're like, okay, this is it? The man of your dreams. Did I know right away it was it? Or when no, did you know? I didn't like, know. At what point did you let go? Because obviously you got married and stuff. At what point did you let go of that? Okay, I'm older than him, whatever. I think like after we had our first date, it was easy. Was that the hot tub? No, that was not our first date. Okay. I was going to say, John is a player, man. That's a first date. That might not even be a honeymoon for me. You know what I'm saying? He, um, we went on a date and then I started, I woke up super early for my job. So I was up at like five o'clock in the morning and Mm -hmm. he knew I was going to Cedar Point with my school. Like I was chaperoning a trip to Cedar Point. When he woke up, was he outside fishing? No, he was at my door with a beautiful bouquet of flowers and totally startled me because I wasn't expecting to see him at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Just standing outside your door for who knows how long. No, he knocked. (laughs) It wasn't creepy. It wasn't creepy at all. And like the message on the card was really, really sweet. And Mm. I was like, oh, he's, he's, but I think it was so like we were automatically a couple you know what i mean like there wasn't a yeah. question did anyone give you shit for being older than him i can't imagine they would i think my well i think my parents were worried that i was wasting yet more of my life you know my good oh so they didn't think it was gonna like a, pay like, off yeah i think they were worried about that and then but compared to the previous <laughs> i mean there's this yeah. is a lot more easy to accept yeah I guess. he had papers i guess yeah but um no he was young <laughs> so they were worried about that um so but they, I think once everyone knew him, yeah. there wasn't any question that he was. And what about his family? I don't think they knew until after we were married that I was Are older than Are you serious? Him. Yeah, wow. I don't think they knew. Like, wouldn't they ask that question? Like, how just, you know, like, hey, how old is she? I don't know. Not necessarily that she's older, but, you know, like, you know the age. Like, I can see know. John just walk. They'll be like, oh, how old is she? Like, don't worry about it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And just walk it off. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. I think we were just a couple, like, Boom. So yeah. I think they just, I don't know. Do your kids uh, ever ask about your age difference? Because my mom is seven years younger than my dad. And uh, I know like it kind of weirded me out when I was a kid because I was like, that's a it seemed like a big age difference. And then I went on to date someone like 11 years younger than me. <laughs> so your kids haven't thought, said anything about like, oh, like mommy, daddy or like the age difference or anything? I think, I mean, they obviously know that I'm older, but they're still at that stage where yeah. like they associate like age with height 
Oh, okay. So like, yeah, they're well, really bigger. little. Yeah. <laughs> Kids at that age don't really have a very good concept of age at all, mm-hmm. I yeah. feel like. It's just like height. Like you're bigger or you're not like, bigger. When I substitute taught, they were like, are you in high school? And I was like, no. I'm. And they're like, mm-hmm. are you 40? <laughs> like there's no yeah. in between. Uh, yeah. So this brings us to our next segment, which is our ongoing theme, unexpected theme. That really Scott Eisnagel started just by talking about being Catholic, which I was not planning to make this a thing. But Annalise, you are also Catholic. I was raised Catholic. Three in a row. Oh, wait, what? Raised Catholic? Yeah, I, we, we bum, attend bum, like bum, a bum. non-denominational church now. So. Okay. Why did you put like you took one hand and you put it in air quotes oh when you quotes. said non? Yeah. So it's not really non-denominational. No, you it's just tell an, people well. That? I've been told that it's like seventy-six percent ex-Catholic. Oh, okay. That particular church. Now, is it the kind of church where you can like watch TV during the mass or other? They things? have big screens. And- yeah. No, no, literally just watch like football or something. No, 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 no. no. Like, yeah, no, that's what I meant. Yeah, but, it's it's like a big, like a mega church kind of imp- that you would get that impression. Like it's big, it's huge, it's like an auditorium. And do they serve like uh, coffee and donuts, like an alcoholic? How, how would I ever get John to go to church unless he <laughs> drink coffee? I've heard people. about these churches, and I'm like, it just always sounds to me like an AA meeting, like coffee and donuts. You know what I mean? You can go to the back. I have a friend that goes to one of these churches. I had a brother who used to. He started going to church just to meet girls. You know, that's a good idea, but I just never seem to meet any. Uh, but I guess I'm not trolling for girls at church. I should try that more. But I go to a very conservative church, which I, I just like the church. You know, I like it. Well, if you're hardcore Catholic. But I'm not. I'm very liberal. As yeah, well, if, if you you're listen. a liberal Catholic, then you should go to my parents' church. Yeah, what church do they go to? Christ the King. Where is it? It's on... Uh, what city? It's in Detroit. It's okay. on... Done. No. Oh, I, I believe in a short commute. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, like, Jesus rode into right, Bethlehem on, on a donkey. Remember on Palm Sunday? Or one of those cities. And uh, <laughs> so my my position is I shouldn't go to a church that I couldn't get to by donkey, like in a reasonable amount of time. I think you should buy um, a donkey and start riding it in. Uh, yeah. If we get enough, how far they go. If we get a, but I mean in a reasonable amount of time. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say that their particular church is very liberal. Okay. It's not as liberal as the church that I grew up in up yeah. until I was like 14. Yeah. Um, but that was closed. So not he, by accident by the Archdiocese of Detroit. Why? So. Because of low attendance? Or? No, because they closed nine churches that year. Oh, to, I like, see. Increase the revenue. And surprisingly, they rerouted a river at St. Hugo's at the same time. Was it done by like a miracle or when you say rerouting? No, like no? they just pumped <laughs> a whole lot of money into a suburban church because it was more aesthetically pleasing to move a river so it looked nice wow. versus keeping open churches in Detroit. Is that why you left that ch- the church or I mean the Catholic it. church? So um, if you went to I'm, liberal churches, why did you end up at a non-denominational church? Well, because... I, that was the big schism or whatever for me was getting making my confirmation at the time they were closing our church. Uh-oh. And so... That like, was a river you could not cross, so well, to speak. Yeah. Like, our church was financially viable. Mm-hmm. We had, like, a couple of rental properties. My dad worked on, like, the financial committee. We were not in the red. Any molesters? No. Okay, pretty good. Yeah, we had, like, a... <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, luckily, right? We had a fantastic priest. They sent him away Mm because he was too radical. Yeah. He let girls be altar servers. At the time, yeah. Growing up, that was really unusual to see. My sister got married a couple weeks ago, as I said, and there was an altar girl. I thought, what's the big deal? 
Yeah. Well, women can't be priests. Like it's a big, it's an old boys club, you yeah. know, and they've got, like well, it can be a young boys club too. That's no, it's, covered previously. It, yeah. It's sad. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I, for me, the Catholic church became very political and like, my parents moved to another church. All of their friends did like they had a sense of community and I just, I couldn't get into it. Like mm-hmm. it just, I would go and I was still angry. Yeah. And like we go to this church and it feels like there's practical applications to like, Hey, this is your faith. You want to do something good for the world. Try this, do that. Like it feels like I can tap into something. Whereas at mm-hmm. church, I just got mad. But like we baptized our kids in the Catholic Church. So. Oh, you did. Yeah. Now, does your uh, non-denominational church, when they talk about doing like practical applications, like what's an example of that? <laughs> Do they have like a Dominican marrying program, for example? No, but no? they just give you like like there's like. If there's a theme for like, they do like different themes and then they'll say like, okay, here's a little thing that you could do. But if you're really interested, get involved in this and oh, like different levels. read this book. And like, if you really want to, like these people want you at this mission right here. And if you're mm. interested in doing this, uh, a three month thing, like, it's just like, I don't know. I, I just, it wasn't political. It felt like it was. So I'm going to ask you all the hot, I'm going to ask you some of the hot button questions. Uh, were you the ones that told me that Andy and Maria are uh, religious? Because uh, some more than one person, Jim, uh, we established is one, though he insists that he said her family she is asked religious. Me yesterday, she's like, "Who told Tony I don't know that if I said I that they were religious? I said that I knew that. I mean, they they went to Catholic school. I know that they went to Catholic school. I think it was you that also said that they're religious. I which said her family was okay. Whatever. Well, I know that she she works at a church. She does like the choir stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Musical stuff. Mm-hmm. So okay. I might have said that she I was... could have just made it up, but I got that that's the impression I got. It might have been me. So anyway, about that's the impression you leapt to. Uh well it's a, you're saying the same thing I just said. That's what I, an I impression think I could is. Speak to it's Maria. I don't know about Andy. I don't know if I ever spoke to Andy because I knew that Maria I mean I've talked about church and stuff with Maria because yeah. I was trying to find someone to help my parents' church with an organist. So I know I ch- talked church with Maria. I don't know if I ever talked church with Andy. No, okay, abortion, <laughs> abortion, yay or nay? I think that... Um, should it be legal, yay or nay? It should be legal. It's okay, yeah. It's been around forever. It will be around forever. It's a medical procedure. I think it's painful and it's totally personal and I don't think that it should be something that anyone else gets involved in other than the people involved. Okay, heaven, yay or nay? Yay. Purgatory, yay or nay? Nay. Okay, she oh. knows her stuff. Yeah, you're an A. You you want it for some people, right? Whoa, nobody said yeah, that. No, I wow. do. We're not trying to send people there. I want it. Gay marriage, yay or nay? Yay. Women priests, yay or nay? Yay. Being able to ride your motorcycle into church and park it in the church, yay or nay? Um, our church does a blessing of the bikes. But oh my God! You guys are so <laughs> ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Crazy? You mean awesome? Um, with or without I, a helmet? Evolution? Yay or nay? Okay. See, here's the whole thing. There's like this assumption that you throw like everyone that has a religious background in with like the backward ass people that yeah. have like no sense. Of course. Like, look at the Jesuits. Like, you can be extremely educated. And yeah. believe in God and understand science. So yes, evolution, of course. You, you of say course, that, of course. But evolution, you know religious people that don't believe in edu- evolution. Jim, evolution, yay. 
What? You look like you're, <laughs> were you telling me something or asking me something? No, I'm answering you because I thought you were looking at me like Tony answered the question. Oh. Do you believe in evolution? Yes, I yeah, do. Yeah, like it's pretty. I, I think you can believe in real science yeah, and absolutely. still believe in God. You know, well, I think. I guess there's fundamental issue with people believing in God is like when people believe in the Bible. Like we're yeah, I'm, yeah, I think I'm, that's ridiculous. I'm not we a know, little, like, yeah. Oh, speaking of your Maria and um, Andy thing. Uh, Mary Magdalene, mm-hmm. first apostle. Well, she that's, was an apostle. Like, well, you can that's talk a debate. about the disciples, but she was the first apostle. No, the Bible never calls her the apostle. There were books that have, you know, like they've shuffled around a lot of books. I know, but she again, she was an apostle. I don't. Four hundred and fifty years ago, they tried to make her like the whore. She was never the whore. Okay. So there's a lot of shuffling of books and rewriting shit. But that's she true. was the first apostle. Well, what you're saying is theory and not canon. Not to say that canon is like yeah, infallible, but, I don't but, but subscribe who's to canon? any of there those were several yucky, editions. Mm-hmm. horrible men. In the Vatican. So. Okay, but I'm just saying that those are all theories as opposed to like what's generally taught. You know what I mean? Right. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I think I'm. She was the first one there. Do you ever get offended by anything that you hear in improv, like religion-wise? No, I mean, I, I mean, I was raised Catholic, but I think mm-hmm. that that was like the circumstances of my birth. I think that yeah. you can come to your spirituality any way that you can. Mm-hmm. I just happen to come to it that way. Um, I would like my children to have some sort of spiritual sense it it, it, it grounded me yeah. but like i think that you can come to whatever sense of greater power any way that you do or can like mm-hmm. it, like why would we be born in all these different places and have different religions and different experiences if they weren't all good yeah. so however you get there however you want to if I you're totally a good person agree. and you don't subscribe to any sort of higher power and you're doing good works, then more power to you. Yeah, I don't this, care. This Reincarnation, a- yay or nay? I say nay. I I hope that there isn't. Like, I would really... <laughs> you just want to be done when I'm I don't want to have to relive <laughs> any more of my mistakes. You're just don't tired. I get enough of that nimra? Yeah. In every life, you marry someone from out of the country. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, that would be so great. Oh, can I get just smarter in this one? What I don't know. You know Maybe what? there is, because I'm not smarter now. Who knows? I'll leave it with this is is that what I always say to people that are like, you know, like I have friends that are like extremely like fundamentalist or whatever, you know, conservative is that it all comes down to faith, you know, like it's, you have to accept that, you know, you and I, what we believe could be completely wrong and there's nothing out there. But then people say, oh, no, there is. But it's like, yeah, but you don't really know. That's what faith, that's the whole thing. I could be totally wrong and I accept that, you know, but this is what I choose to believe. I don't believe it with like, you know, people say, oh, there's evidence, you know, and stuff. It's like, not really. You know what I mean? It's like. It's all supposition, but I'm fine with that. Yeah. And I'm fine with you not believing that. I would be okay. Like, you go through the, like, we believe, I think they've even changed it, or they go through all of the things, like the credo or whatever. Yeah. We believe in this, we believe in I know, in they it. changed like, it. Half of the it, dumbest I, thing they did. Yeah. I dismiss it all the time anyways. Yeah. Like, I would be totally okay if they said, you know, like, oh, Jesus is a fictional character. Like, the lessons are enough. Like, mm-hmm. if you can follow some of those lessons, good enough for me. You know, yeah. I don't. Why does Mary have to be a virgin? Like, I don't get that. That doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I don't need to subscribe to this idea that, you know, like, why couldn't she just have a baby and he ended up being like a super wonderful person? Yeah. Like, well, just from a storytelling standpoint, it's cooler. The Bible is, even if you're an atheist, a great book. A lot of yeah, cool stories. There's a lot of interest. And there's some crazy, crazy Murder, poetry death. in there. Yeah, yeah. 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 Lots of crazy stuff. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. Jesus is a big fan of haiku. A lot of people don't know that. You should read uh, Deuteronomy chapter something. I, I heard he spent a lot of time in Japan. Yeah. Terrible carpenter, though. Yeah, mm. you know, not a bad rabbi. But anyway. I'm having trouble in the writing class. Oh, okay. As someone that writes. 
you have any Heather advice Mondays. for Heather? Great question. Um, I think writing is terrifying. I'm so jealous that you're in that class. Mm-hmm. I really want to be in it just for the deadline. I mean, I mean, I want the information and I would love to understand comedy writing because I think that that would be extremely difficult. Um, it's easy. Yeah? No, I don't know. <laughs> so like <laughs> the idea that I, I love the concept that you guys are walking out of that and you'll have your little portfolio full of finished and completed work. Yeah, Heather is like trying not to laugh on Mike. <laughs> oh, so yeah. what are you having trouble with? Writing. <laughs> so Putting is it the, pen to paper. Heather, is it sitting me, down and yeah. writing or is it the, yes. do you get to that point where you're actually sitting down or no. you're not even getting I'm to the point where you're sitting down? Well, here, here's the thing. Like we, we talked about this a little bit. I and I don't make it a priority. Because Because I don't creating, care as much. Or are you cared too much and you're afraid? No, she doesn't. No, care. no she doesn't care. I don't care. Uh, creating without <laughs> creating without accountability, like a lot, most people on average can. Ba- if you give them like some kind of account, like if you're in school and you have to do something, like say complete this assignment, you'll do it because you'll drop out. If you've already paid the money, like we have, I mean, there's no. And Heather says herself, like she almost, I think she kind of wants accountability, but Mike is not going to do that. No. Like you know, well, he said that, like you know, like I'm not going to get mad at you. You know, I'm not going to, you know, like. Make I you would, feel bad for I not coming to help. class. Okay, well, uh, if you don't turn in an assignment next week, we have class. You're going to go the entire class without completing an assignment. And the last one. That's a first. Mm. I'm having a hard time. Yeah. It's hard. I don't like. I mean, what are some things ask that have helped you? Authors all the time. Like, what's the trick? And I don't know. Like, some people say that they have to religiously write every day. And I'm terrified of that. Like, I don't think that I have that discipline. I don't have that schedule either. Have you ever heard of morning pages? I do that. Where you sit down and that's the first thing that you do? Uh, yeah, it's like an exercise of just like uh, writing, like, uh, asso- you know, free association, like not with any goal. There's a book called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. Julia, I was going to ask you if that yeah, was Yeah, that's, that's her. I mean, she didn't invent morning pages, but she kind of popularized it. It's a good book for talking about that. I did that for a couple of years, but... I don't know that it really made me a better writer. You know, really, I think Stephen King has the best advice is that you just have to take the time uh, and sit down and plan to write. Like, uh, put aside time for writing. Even if you're not going to write, like, say, like, for example, just tell yourself, I'm going to sit at my desk for an hour. And you can't do anything else except write. You don't have to write, but you can't do anything else. Yeah. Yeah. I find doing those morning pages helps because um, I learn to associate the thoughts in my head with actually writing them down. Yeah. No, Heather, when I brought that up, you just like shook your head and rolled your eyes. No, I just said I wouldn't do it. Like I I can't I can't say I am going to do this at this time and there's no other option. Well, just, that's what aren't those that's what you do with assignments for class, isn't it? Well, here's another example. Like I'm you could, what what helped me, let me just finish well, this so up. What what helped me is that when I lived in Seattle and I wrote my first book, I went to a coffee shop and right. I just sat there. Like I didn't yeah, I bring, won't go I won't go to there. But you see how you're already defeating yourself? You know yes, what I mean? Yes, I know. I'm just being realistic that I won't do it. And I don't know how to fix it. Well, but I mean, okay, you to fix it is to set a fucking goal. Yeah, it's true, Heather. I mean, no, I'm sorry. No, I know that that's what it is. So why? I don't know why I can't do it. Okay, well. It's a life thing I'm because having. Because you're admitting it. Yeah, well, here's the no, thing. No, I, I totally get where you're yeah. coming from, and it's really, really painful. The only thing that ever worked for me is, like, creating rewards for myself. And it's... I hate that they do that to little children at school, but for me it works. Like, okay, if I sit down and read, or excuse me, if I sit down and write, I can have this. Like, yeah. I'll give myself some stupid little, like, I get, like, a fancy coffee, or I get, 
Like I play those mind tricks because that's the only thing that works. So what so, works yeah. for you in college, Heather? Is someone yelling at you if you don't do it? Or no, just no one has ever yelled or shamed me in college. So then why are you, you always do your assignments like you get them done? Yes. So what's the difference? Because I'm, I, it's, I guess because it's a goal that I'm working towards and this writing is not. And I guess you could say that is a reward, that her reward is the degree. But you're bothered by the fact that you're not doing it? Yeah. So why do you think you're bothered? Because you want to please other people or because you wish you were writing? Well, I think it's, um, I'm also unhappy with the way I'm doing my schoolwork, but. You're still having problems with that? Yeah, I have a paper due on Thursday. Mm -hmm. I guess I'm going to stay up tonight and do it. Today's Tuesday. Yeah. But she has to work tomorrow. Yeah, I have class and then work tomorrow, and mm. I don't want to wait until the last minute because it's a group paper. Oh, I see. Group papers suck. Well, college is a difficult time. It is, and group papers suck. Yeah. And I know it's not, it's just me. It's not, I, I don't have an excuse. It's not because of this. It's not because of that. It's just because of me. Do you feel t- pressured to take the writing class because we're taking it? Um, Like, I don't want to not be in it, but... <laughs> I mean, we enjoy having you in the class. I don't have the money yeah. for it, and mm-hmm. I, it's I'm not, not doing the work. Yeah. So. But this, even today, you came up with like a really great premise for a um, that's a true sketch, and you mm-hmm. just didn't write down anything. Yes, I know. Jim. I think yeah, I think this Ma- is the problem. Yeah, I think McGettigan consistently does say, you know what I mean, like just. I mean, we mean it as a compliment that, you know, like when he asks you your no, ideas, you come up with ideas, and then he says those I are good. I think I would like writing collaboratively better than writing by myself mm-hmm. okay anybody else have any questions for annalise, annalise. <laughs> oh, wait, no i just want to say okay. that i think that jim is expressing some frustration and anger because you love and respect mm. heather and mm, i don't know that's a lot of words you're putting in jim's no I'm, yeah. I'm asking him yeah. but i think it's i'm i feel fairly confident like you seem really frustrated with her but you're coming from a good place like you're watching yeah. out for her like yeah, yeah, you want her to do it because she's got a great uh comedic sensibility and it'd be great True. to see her get it out there rather than just kind of like block herself every time i know every time and I'm having a life. It's a it's a life problem. Mm-hmm. It's not just this writing class. It's my. Whole, it's it's a life problem. Can you, right, but just soak in. But if he's, that he's coming from a place of love, yeah, and that's all I want to say. The frustration, it's hard to hear sometimes, but I do think that. And the frustration is, is if you spent as much time identifying the goal as you did identifying everything that's preventing you from doing the goal, then it would be done. No, but, but if but you that's could the bottle problem. that in a pill, Jim, you would be like that's a cajillionaire. I don't right know now. what it is. It's a huge problem for like everybody. Yeah, that's a huge problem for me too. But I don't... <laughs> yeah, well, well, you're also at a different place in life. I would you're say you're doing mm-hmm. a lot. You have a lot less things to do. Well, not to that. I also think it's a different priority. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. But I've also learned to um, manage my stress. Yeah, I mean, I will say what you're... I go- feel very overwhelmed in my life right now. Yeah, I will say what you're going through. I mean, I've gone through, I'm sure John has, but, you know... I still am going through that. Yeah, well, you have kids, so that's like the worst of all. <laughs> I mean, I mean that in a good way. You know what I mean. And you are an award-winning playwright, I should add. John hypes that big time. I won an award for a particular play. That's an award-winning playwright. Yeah. 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 Like a- yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
listen, I just won an award. I'm not an award winner. Yeah. It's never been produced, you know, like it Again, so it doesn't so matter. I would like to get so I haven't and then I I don't I've not I'm just now trying to put together something that's comedic. Like I have I've done some serious stuff. I haven't done something comedic. And I don't think I want to submit something serious to the ant farm. I'd rather do something a little bit more well, comedic. Well, you know, I heard about something you submitted to uh, BoxFest. And I just heard it was like amazing. And uh, did it get uh, and produced? It just, or? it just didn't get picked because it was actually like too good and too difficult of a story for the director to do. Hmm. But nobody else picked it up. And I'm waiting for feedback on that like i asked for like i'm at the point where i'm like i just want feedback from people i don't really have a whole bunch of ego involved like i'm like tell me what to do to fix it like i'm you know at one point in my life i probably would hold on to them and like not want to change anything and be really better if someone critiqued me and at this point i'm like what do you want me to shut like someone actually i did submit it to something and they were like shift this and this scene and that scene and i was like please yeah so well, that, I think that's where like I'm starting to find myself is like, do I listen to other people or do I just want to spend that time finding my own voice and doing what I think is funny? It's like what you yeah. know, like there's a balance there. We're kind of getting to that in the writing class where I think the next or next to last writing assignment or the next class is about finding your voice. We're kind of right now, we've been focusing on different genres and styles without really focusing on our own voice. But how often do you write? Um, well, I'm trying to do some other you know, nonfiction writing right now. So that's sucking up a bit of my time. Um, And I don't have a ton. So I would say I'm writing like maybe three times a week. That's pretty good. That's good. No. You know, like I'm not consistent on the blog. Like I should be posting all the time on the blog. And I think I've gone like two months or something without. Yeah, That's all right. Have you ever thought in all seriousness of writing a comedic version of your arranged marriage uh, story, <laughs> your Dominican Ooh. story, because I think, oh, like, not to say it's true to life, but there's a lot of comedic possibilities in that. I think, even though it is a comedy trope, but I think you could do it in a kind of interesting way. I had not thought about that, but mm-hmm. I tend like I. Or do you think you're too close to it? To no, I'm not that close to it anymore. Okay. Like, I think I can make fun of myself and it easily. I I will throw that in the hopper. Yeah, All right. I considered it. Before, you're welcome. But Maybe now I'll be. Uh, a friend of an award-winning playwright. You but know, see, like, that's part of the reason why I really like improv is that you have this chance to like feed off of other people. And I think that's really fun. I don't think necessarily that I come up with very good ideas, but I like taking other people's and playing with them. So yeah. I really love that about improv. I find if you just write by yourself, you end up like just making characters that are just you talking to you. Yeah. But interacting with people on improv, yeah, you really learn other people make way different decisions. Yeah. Like, I think now, like, having done improv, I would love to sit around. Like, I'm jealous of people that, like, write on TV shows where it's just a bunch of people in a room, like, talking and laughing and joking. And- That's my favorite part is the writer's yeah. room, kind of. That's kind of what this is, guys. <laughs> yeah. And with that, I'd like to say thank you very much. He'll be here for the rest of the podcast. Don't pick up the guitar, Jim. We have other things to do. <laughs> um, I'd like to thank should, our guests. I should come up with, like, an intermission chord. That's yeah. all right. Thanks a lot to our guests, Annalise. Killjoy Wayne. Let's hear it, everybody. No, thank you guys. This was fun. I didn't really think you were going to have me on. Why? (laughs) Like when we said we let you on the show, do you think, well, we're never going to do it? Well, like it was like a long time ago. You're like, oh, come on the show. And then you're getting famous people on. Yeah. We kind of went through a weird run there of people actually asking to be on the podcast. It's still continuing. I still. Awesome. Good for you. Yeah. 
Yeah, so some are boycotting us. Anyway, Uh, Halloween. I want to know that story too. Yeah, Andy Reid, the the nefarious Andy (laughs) Reid. Probably listened to it. Yeah, no, he's really busy. He says he won't, but he listens every time for his. That's right. He's boycotting us, so we're boycotting you, Andy. Yeah, (laughs) I'm not. Okay, Heather, you can't even do a fake boycott. Come on. No. Oh my God. Stand up for what I believe in, Tony. Oh God. Go, Heather. <laughs> anyway, uh, that was me being fake angry. But anyway, Halloween, it passed. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was a very important Halloween for me because as a journalist, I usually had to work like every Halloween pretty much. It just worked out that way. And uh, I went out for the first time in maybe like 10 years. And then, why are you rolling your eyes, Heather? I'm not. Yeah, Jim, she was. Mm-hmm. Jim always looks at me. And I don't know why he looks at me. I didn't even so, look at you. I was looking at the elephant mask that Tony wore for Yeah, if you me. look on the table, there's an elephant mask there that I made myself. Your eyes looked at my eyes. Yeah, I, I took a bunch of paper. I took a bunch of paper. I was looking at okay. the elephant mask. Did you like follow like a, a pattern? Or yeah, yeah, like a pattern. Very cool. Uh, yeah, and it was a big hit at the two parties I went to. And uh, uh, Annalise, now do you dress up when you hand out candy? Did you hand out candy? No, I'm the mean teacher when kids come to the door. I'm oh, you are? What does that mean? Like you have to say trick or treat. And if you just oh, in you there, do? I'm like, say trick or treat. And if you're a high schooler or if I can't identify that you're wearing a costume, I'm like, who are you? What are you? Oh, really? I just give the candy. I'm like, I no, the I quiz them. I, I quiz do the them. exact same thing. If a kid, like a teenager comes up with no yeah. costume, I'm like, what are you? And they'll be like, <laughs> and I'll be like, Get out. Yeah. You and know. I'll give their friend right next to him that's wearing bunny ears like candy, like, good job on at least oh, making wow. a try. Right. I'm, I'm easy then. And right. then, like, if someone brings, like, someone, like, a baby to the door and they're, like, trick-or-treating for the baby, I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't give out candy to adults. Are and they're you like, s- the candy's for wow. my baby. I'm like, I don't have anything for babies. I <laughs> my six-month-old is going to eat that yeah, full-size candy. Yeah, I don't give candy. Wow, you, you guys are really babies tough. Babies can't eat oh. candy. Yeah, I know, can. but I mean... I think it makes the parent feel like, oh, I'm trick or treating with my kid. I don't think the parent really wants that candy. No. I think it's just I think it's a part gesture, of the. It's a gesture of friendship and neighborly. Yeah, no, Tony. Even I took when my kid case, around, and I did not get candy for the whoever was the baby. Like ju- I would walk the kid around, and I'm like, no, we're just the baby doesn't need candy. And Let me ask we didn't you this: get candy for the baby. Do you get a cut of your kid's candy? Mm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do you let them, do you Heck let them keep like a majority of the candy, or what do you do with them? Um, well, are your kids into candy? First of all, because some yeah, kids are like candy. So they're called weirdos. They um <laughs> <laughs> last year they were allowed to eat some, and then the majority of majority of it we bagged up, and they gave it to the switch witch, and the switch witch wait what is the changes switch the candy? You cash in your candy for a toy. Who, what? The Switch what? Witch comes along and changes your candy for a toy. Wow. Where are they located? This year. I don't know. <laughs> no, this is like, this like Santa Claus or the Tooth Fairy. Oh. Yeah. yeah I, so I, I, I was trying to figure that out first, too. Don't tell yeah. Andy. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what happened last year. But I don't think they got as much candy this year, and they like scarfed as much as they could when they first got home. And then they were like, "Okay, here's some remnants for the switch switch." <laughs> and then John was like eating a bunch, and I ate all the Reese's that I could find. So there's not a whole lot for the switch switch. You- so the switch switch finds an organization to donate it to. Oh wait, I so also wait, know this- what toy they would get in the Bowl, right? So the switch switch is an actual like organization. No, it's it's a mythological. But then you just said they find like they do something with the yeah, candy. They, the kids know that. Oh, that's they, what you tell the kids. No, the switch witch exists. 
hello. Okay. Now and I feel like we're getting into Andy Gaten's territory again. <laughs> yes, you are. There's a mythical yeah, beast called the Switch Witch, and the candy that disappears goes to an organization. I see. No, like I see. School collects candy. So you I have see. to, like, I you know, because okay. Santa Claus doesn't go to every house. The, the Switch Witch, at, the switch witch is at the school. No, the switch switch comes to our house, but while they're asleep, the candy ends up somewhere. They come while the kids are asleep, right? She come through the fireplace. I don't know. I don't know. I think it comes through a revolving door. That's what they—a magical revolving door. Where does the toy appear? Yeah, good question. Or the table, or last something? year it was the kitchen table. Is it is it wrapped up or is it just there? It's just there. Uh, I love that. Because you know what? Because the parents control this one. You know what I mean? They're like, you know what? We're making up the Switch Witch, and we're not going to wrap any stupid presents. Cut that part. Cut that part. Yeah, the really. Switch Witch exists. We'll just have to listen. see who's what the budget is for the Switch Witch. They, sometimes you know, like, she might have gone through financial hardship this year. I don't know. Oh, so wait, they accidentally we'll hear our podcast. They hear the podcast and they hear John talking well, about buttholes. Or well, Annalise, <laughs> yeah, that was terrible. You, be careful. you have had that experience where you're listening to the podcast with your kids yeah. around. When I was going to say, you're out of your mind. I would never tell you. They were outside. He ran inside. Yeah. It wasn't deliberate. I wouldn't listen to it mm-hmm. with them around. I know it's explicit. It was an accident. I mean, look at the iTunes rating. A very bad time. I just imagine you like on the big speakers and stuff. You know, really loud. I know, like no. blasting it across, across the neighborhood. It was just my phone in a bowl while I was washing the dishes. But yeah, it was bad. It was so funny. <laughs> So Heather, you uh, we went to a party at Emily Emily's. I'll just say Emily. Shout out to Emily. Very yes. nice for invite us. I also went to a party previously, as did you. Yes. What did you dress up as? I was Heather Anonymous. Mm-hmm. As I'm my eyes here. My alter ego, the maiden true. Yeah. As my rap persona. Yeah. She actually. So what did you wear? Yeah. I had on like these sweatpants that were like sweatpants. silver. She was so proud of these sweatpants. <laughs> they were so comfortable. John, and I had on my Don't Worry Beyonce shirt because nice. Beyonce is a very it, big That shirt was great because her cleavage covered up the Like worry. when I sat, it just said, Don't. Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that. That's what wow. I saw. And everybody was like, what is that? But I will say, I'll come on, Heather. She put a, a ton of tattoos. She put like a sleeve of tattoos yes, I mean, on her left arm. Yes, I made a sleeve of temporary tattoos. Wow. I still have a little bit of residue. At least 45 <laughs> tattoos. At least. Wow. It yeah, amazing. it took me over an hour to put them all on. Like little kids one or... A yeah, temporary tattoos. Temporary tattoos. The ones you get out of the different variety. Cool. Temporary tattoos. There oh. were adult ones and there were kid ones. A variety <laughs> of what I could find at Target and Party City. Yeah, but there were some cool. good costumes. Yeah, there was, there was uh, one girl there that dressed up. Uh, or no, Andy. Her name is Andy. And uh, mm-hmm. she dressed up as Axl Rose. And she that was like, a great costume. It was amazing. Like, she dyed her hair and made it straight like Axl Rose with a bandana. She sang a couple songs. Oh, did she? Yeah. And then she had a microphone. She did the yeah. whole dance. Uh-huh. Oh, and, yeah. And then she made uh, friends with the guitarist at the party. And then they got in a huge fight and they never spoke again for the rest of the party. Mm, That's a deep Guns N' Roses reference, everybody. But that didn't really happen. Wow. Nice. But anyway, she had the tattoos. She took yeah. Axl Rose's actual tattoos, like the images. And she got like this. She explained the whole process to me. She got like this fake tattoo, you know, like temporary tattoo paper and, and printed, printed them it. out and then like she said it took her a long time but mm-hmm. she put like placed all the tattoos perfectly and they were like high quality detailed tattoos they were really yeah, good. They were. Right. Was impressive. very impressive she was you know that was my favorite costume i would say so have you lined up a date with her no but if she's listening i would love to go on a date with she's you. a beautiful girl she is and very she is very like nice potential. i liked her very a lot. nice yeah so andy let's go out anyway 
another uh, news, me yeah. and Dan went to Yumacon. Yeah, how was that? We went to the soft opening on Thursday, so it was just the stuff at uh, Renaissance Center. We but didn't it go was to free. We don't get a go to Kobo at all. Okay, so Yumacon is like a celebration of Japanese culture, basically. So. It's anime, and gaming, games. and some other stuff like costume play. Okay, cosplay. Yeah. So it's basically just kind of hanging out like in the hotel lobby of Yumacon. That's kind of what it felt there like. There was some interesting stuff. Jim got very threatened by them. What do you mean threatened? By them? Who's them? Uh, everyone there, he felt like they were judging him. Why did you feel like that, Jim? No, I didn't feel like they were judging me. I felt like they're a specific type of people that are very focused, let's say. Mm, on Japan? Focused on On what? their own interests. Okay, but isn't that kind of your view of everybody? Mm, yeah, kind of. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, kind of. yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? There are certain people that are only interested in what they're interested in, and they don't want to hear anyone else's opinion about anything. I see. That's kind of what I feel like some of these people are like, but not all of them. Just some of them. Did you yeah. guys? Did you guys dress up at all? No. No. Okay. We I mean, did go to a couple technical things that had some good information. Yeah, we saw a little panel on. Well, because me and John, you know, we started our own YouTube game. Yeah, channel. Hamtown Gamers. It's called Hamtown Gamers. Oh, is it what's it called? Hamtown Gamers. Gamers. Okay, fine. <laughs> Wait, one more shot. Hamtown Gamers. <laughs> okay, thanks. Hamtown and, Gamers, sing the song. And, uh, and we just okay. play Let's Play videos and stuff. So we went to a panel about some other Let's Players and one. Oh, pub. okay. Like famous? Were they like famous in the Let's Play world? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. They've got like over three million subscribers. They weren't there. It was a fan panel. Yeah. Oh wow. And it was weird because ha- like she talked a little bit about things that she liked, and then she's like. Tell me how you got started. What's your story about them? And then she's just like, everybody, let's talk about how you listened to them in middle school. And it was really creepy. How long have they been around? About three years. Oh, so when they say middle school, it's pretty young. So it's pretty young attendees. It goes up and down. Okay. Wait, was this person an adult or... She was well, like probably she like a twenty. She was probably like a sophomore in college. Okay. I seriously felt like me and John were the oldest people there. Oh, really? Interesting. Um, but then we saw another panel on like uh, live streaming on Twitch and stuff. And that sounds interesting. Do you guys do that? No, we don't do any live streaming yet. Because we might. We've been okay. dealing with some technical issues that I feel like we've gotten over. Good. Well, I can empathize. Recently. So that's good. And um, and right now, yesterday, we did a run of games. They're like Super Nintendo games. Okay. So you're off the PlayStation? Off the Wii. We're off the oh, Wii. Oh, sorry, for a the while. Wii. Yeah, sorry. We're doing PlayStation or Super Nintendo games, and they're really fun. Okay. They are. I think we got some good videos. But Yumikai had a lot of crazy costumes and such. Were the majority of people wearing costumes or oh, no? Oh, yeah. Yeah. My favorite part is when they opened up the arcade, and I found my favorite. Before we even game. went in there, before we even in the, went in there, you were like, I hope they have this game. Yeah, I did. I hope they have this game. This you- is a game when I was uh, like. After high school, I would go to the arcade and I'd drop like $20 and quarters just playing this game. What's it called? Initial D. Initial D? Mm-hmm. It's a racing okay. game. Arcade stage. Okay. And they had the, like, the newest Japanese one there. Oh, so they still make this? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought these were all like retro games or something. No, this is. They've been making like a new version of this game every couple of years. And you buy a license years. and you can save your progress on the license. Mm hmm. What, so it's like a card you take? Uh, yeah, it's like a little oh. magnetic credit card thing you put That's in the slot. That's interesting. Do you still checking. have yours from way back when? Yeah, your card. Um, I do somewhere. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, would it work if you put it in the new game? 
It might. It would wow. probably transfer over the upgrades from the old version. That's crazy. Yeah. Now, did you guys think about wearing a costume or anything? I was not going to drop any money on that. No. But I also, but you could, Annalise could have made you one. But I tell you what, next year, I want to go as One Punch Man. Yeah, that would have been great. What is One Punch Man? He looks exactly like me. He And he's a melancholy superhero. <laughs> he trained his body so hard that all his hair fell out and he gained immense power. What's his real name? Tim Sharper? Uh, no, Saitama. <laughs> yeah. It's and so he's, close. And he's just like depressed because he can't find anyone who's a real challenge. Yeah. His first battle with the monster was super exciting. Then he trained. And now he's so strong that nothing's exciting and he's just super depressed. There's a lot of scary Did you just make perils. this up or is it real? No, it's no, real. It's, I know. <laughs> it's real and it's like a spoof and it's a parody on like yeah, anime. There's, there's a lot of scary parallels. Well, we there. have Comedy. lots of time. We can work on that. Comment. So just was... Was Tell me his name again. We'll Google it. Yeah. He's find got, well, I'll show you like. pictures. Yeah. Okay. Will you go trick-or-treating with Annalise's kids? In return for her making a costume oh, for you? Like babysit once or twice? No, no, no. You'll, she'll be there, but you'll just yeah. go along she with her. She doesn't let anyone babysit. Yeah. Mm. Nobody babysits. That's yeah, not a yes, Joe. Well, you could. You could? Okay. Yeah. What? Halloween? Just accompany them. Annalise will be there, but uh, just walk with them and trick-or-treat. You don't even have to go to the door. You can just walk Oh, along. I won't let him get candy. He okay. Know. They would love One Punch Man if they watched it. I'm yeah. sure they would. They would. Turn them on to it. Okay, that's uh, and, uh, stay tuned for that future thing. One last thing from you, a kind of yep. guy I know. He actually asked his girlfriend to marry him at this. Were you there when he proposed? No, he uh, did it during one of the main days, but I uh, saw Were pictures. they dressed up? Yeah. Okay. Like what? Uh, he was some sort of uniform from, I don't know what uniform show it was from. Okay. One more thing. I ate a, a shake and a pie that gave me a stomach ache. <laughs> okay. Well, was it the shake or the pie? It, it was, was the, the pie. pie. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> then why did you... sweet potato? No, it was like an Oreo. Oh, Annalise. It was like an Oreo. What a callback. from... You got Burger the Oreo King. shake and the Oreo pie, and then you were like, <laughs> why do I feel so bad after eating both of these? <laughs> Poor Jim. Oh, but so. I will say the Renaissance Center was very beautiful. Okay, yeah. I like the G- I think it's... What, Whatever I mean, they what call is it, it called? Now. The, no, GM Tower? I think it's called the GM Center, something know. like that. Anyway, I've never been there. I still pine knob if you I know. DTE, baby. But I don't know why I said baby, because I think it's pine knob, too. <laughs> I turned into like Frank Sinatra. Let me tell you, baby, I used to play pine knob with Sammy Davis and Dean Martin. Okay. <laughs> That's my terrible Frank Sinatra impression. Sorry. But was this... The, would you guys say this was the best Yumicon ever? Uh, it was the best one I've ever been to. Only one I've ever been to. Yeah. And I only went to the Renaissance Center, not even Kobo, where they have vendors and stuff. Why didn't you guys go there? It wasn't open yet. Oh, you only went on Thursday. Yeah, mm-hmm. we I thought you went conflicts. I thought you went other days, like Sunday or something. We were trying to, but it didn't no, work heard. out. Okay. Anyway, that was Yumacon. John, do you have a fact of the week? I do have a fact of the week. All right, so Herbert Brown, he's the winner of the 1979 Nobel Prize in Chemistry. Uh, he died... In 2004, sadly, at age of 92. I hope that's not just a fact. That is not the fact, but that's who he is, and he was a very important man, so he got his his due. Uh, When he graduated from college, uh, he went on to get his PhD and everything, but when he graduated, his wife bought him a chemistry book because it was the cheapest book in the bookstore at $2. Okay. This is a lot of backstory on a fact of the week. I mean, it was, but it was pretty interesting. Okay. And it was the book, uh, oh, it's so hard to find because there's so much text. <laughs> what is going on? 
what is the central fact here? Yeah, I know. Listen, there's a guy who's very important. He okay. won the Nobel Prize. With yes. a $2 book. And his yeah. wife bought him a $2 book that okay. was uh, The Hydrides of Boron and Silicon. Okay. And his Nobel Prize was actually on chemistry with boron. So that $2 book his wife bought him because it was the cheapest possible thing she could find won him a very prestigious prize in chemistry. Uh, okay. So that started his chemistry career? Yeah, she started his chemistry career. Oh. So wait, the okay. theme of this podcast is wives are supportive? Yes. Well, you don't listen at all, do you? <laughs> That's what I got from that story. Annalise Killjoy hyphen. Yeah. You named named yourself. (laughs) Very supportive. Well, I think that, you know, thank you, John, for that fact. That is just a fact. Wait, what was his name again? Herbert Brown. Yes. Herbert C. Brown. Nice. I nailed it. He got the Nobel Prize in chemistry because his wife bought the cheapest book she could find. What was well, the last? He won the Nobel Prize because he worked hard. Okay, Jim. What <laughs> was what was the last book you bought, John? What was the last book? Yeah, that you I, bought you bought for John. That I bought for John, a oh, book God. on gardening. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Did he win any gardening prizes? <laughs> uh, we rented out our place saying that it was professionally landscaped. So, mm. so I guess that you did. Place. Well, yeah. he helped make money because of a gift that you gave him. Okay. But anyway. <laughs> okay. I think we've said enough here. <laughs> thanks again to Annalise Killjoy Huane. Huane. Thanks, guys. And thank you for the cider. You've set uh, a very high bar for all future guests. All future guests, if you want to impress us, bring cider. Yes. <laughs> and g- see someone about that cough. I know. <laughs> Maybe you should be a guest on a, like a medical podcast. I'm so sorry. It's all right. Tony has that. That's uh, yeah. That's the uh, I do. That's uh, <laughs> well, I've got this the semantic ear infection. They could take care of too. Well, I'm not a doctor. I just no. Your buddies. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, for the wizard Jim Harper, the warrior John Yar. And the maiden true Heather Anonymous, chin up, kid. It's going to get better. I'm your host, Tony Augusti, saying, play us out, Jim. Oh, the after improv show has ended again. <laughs> I like that you coughed, Amber. I'm so sorry. <laughs>